Oil and Gas Production is the union of natural systems with advanced science and complex engineering. Smart people across the globe create this remarkable place we call Upstream, and each day brings a new challenge. This is the Oil and Gas Upstream podcast, where we look at how these systems come together and learn from the people who make it happen. Welcome to Oil & Gas Upstream. I'm Elena Melkert, your host. Some of you know me as the former director for Oil & Gas Upstream Research at the U.S. Department of Energy. I retired from the DOE and founded a small consultancy and became a podcast host. Big thanks to the Offshore Technology Conference for allowing us to be here. Even bigger thanks to Fifth Ring for sponsoring the Offshore Technology Conference Podcast Pavilion. Fifth Ring is a global B2B marketing and communications agency with over 30 years of experience in the energy sector and beyond, and its presence in Houston, Aberdeen, and Singapore enables the agency to help companies all over the world build better brands and sell more stuff. Learn more about Fifth Ring by visiting fifthring.com. Link is in the show notes below. Recording live from the Offshore Technology Conference 2023 in the exhibit hall on Podcast Row at the OGGN booth. Special thanks to the sponsor of Oil & Gas Upstream, Oliva Gibbs, LLC. Oliva Gibbs provides clear legal solutions to complex oil, gas, and mineral law issues nationwide. You can learn more at oglawyers.com. And now I'd like to introduce you to today's guest. We have Mark Rubin, CEO of Society of Petroleum Engineers. Mark, thanks for being with us today. Uh, Thank you for having me. Mark, you have a long career. You and I met in Washington, D.C. when you were with API, and and from there you came to SPE here in Texas. We're actually recording live from the Offshore Technology Conference 2023. And um, so we've known each other a long time. Um, tell us a little bit about your overall career, how you got into oil and gas, something like that, obviously API and sure. OTC. Well, I actually started my career as a petroleum engineer working for Unical in Texas, um, uh, both offshore in the Gulf and, and in East Texas. And um, at the time, you know, I would not have imagined ever going to work in associations, whether API or SBE. Um, but it, it, I've had an interesting career that I've done things that I didn't anticipate, um, but I've enjoyed everything that I've done. During the, the late 80s, during a, a downturn, I ended, up go, I ended up going to work for API in their Dallas office in the standards group. And I was there for about five years before they moved me to Washington uh, to work on government relations. And I spent about eight years there. And then um, in 2001, SBE was looking for a new um, executive director or CEO. And I was recruited to come back to Texas. I'd spent most of my life in Texas. My wife was thrilled to come back to Texas. <laughs> um, I got a big boost in standard of living just by moving back to Texas. Right. Um, and, uh, but I've been here at SBE in, in Texas ever since. Uh, that said, Working in this role in SBE, um, I, I may have been based in Texas, but I spent a heck of a lot of time on airplanes traveling around the world. SBE is a global organization. One of the things that I'm proud of in my time at SBE is how we've further globalized the organization, and that meant spending a lot of time on airplanes, uh, traveling all over the world. 
uh, everywhere in the world where oil and gas is produced. Excellent, excellent. So because you've been in the industry for so long and you are a petroleum engineer and we are about um, oil and gas upstream, you've probably seen some changes, some trends, some evolution. One of the things I talk about is how we're redefining what upstream means more to include everything that could be uh, use these skill sets uh, in the subsurface. Um, but I don't want to get ahead of the story. So tell us about some of the uh, trends or changes in technologies or things related to even you know offshore um, with the, the, the offshore technology conference or even society. Um, just some changes. I mean, you've seen so many papers. SPE publishes. I mean, it's the the place to be published in this industry. And so, um, so talk a little bit about maybe some of the changes over time over the course of your career with respect to industry. You know, there's been so many changes over time, over my career in the industry, that it's impossible really to talk about all of them. Um, if, you, if you look at, I mean, look, we've, our industry always goes through, you know, downturns, and then we have booms and busts, and another boom followed by another bust. Um, and every, things change every few years. There's always an evolution. Um, today's evolution that we're going through is different than the last one. Um, you know, I, I remember 20 years ago when I was working, actually 25 years ago when I was working at API, I was working with um, some folks from Mitchell Energy and they were telling me about what they were doing in Wise County with trying to get natural gas out of shale formations and I thought they were nuts. Um, and obviously we, we, we know where that went. You know, today the trend, transformation of the industry has more to do with how we're adapting to the demands of climate change, how we're adapting to um, reduce our CO2 emissions, to reduce methane emissions. Um, but, you know, it, we're always going through change. The, the thing about change, obviously, is that it creates opportunity. And there are going to be organizations and companies and people who find opportunities no matter what the change is. Uh, for SPE, um, our biggest change over the last 20 years really has been becoming more global and providing more information um, to everybody quickly and easily electronically. Um, and, and those are the kind of the two overriding trends. When I came to SBE, about, um, I think it was like 38% of our members were outside the U.S. Now it's more like about 65% um, of our members are outside the U.S. We have offices around the world. We organize events around the world. Um, we have 200 sections, local sections, everywhere in the world, and 400 student chapters also everywhere in the world. So, so those are kind of the changes for SBE. But this industry and SBE are going to continue to evolve and change. And, and, and you know, for SBE, it's always going to be focused on where, where, the, where are the opportunities for growth, where are the opportunities to fulfill our mission. Absolutely. And it's, it's so important to try to stay up and stay with trends. So, um, with respect to trade associations versus professional societies, um, not everyone is an oil and gas expert who listens to our show. So, talk a little bit about the differences. Um, there's definitely some very stark differences between the role, goal, and mission of a professional society and a trade association. And you've been in both worlds. So, help people understand what that means. Sure. And you can figure it out by not noting that the Members of a trade association are companies, typically, and the members of a professional society are individuals. And so, you know, the, the, what 
what the members of API or IPAA in, in Washington, D.C., um, what they want is to influence government policy mostly, um, and, and that's a lot of their focus. API, of course, has a very large technical standards uh, organization that sets standards for different practices in the industry. At SBE, it's, it's all bottom-up. Um, it's driven by individual members. Our mission really is to share technology and bring together the oil and gas community. Uh, and so, you know, there's nobody in the world that has a better technical library for the oil and gas industry than SBE with our one Petro library. Um, uh, but, and, and so that focus is, is members helping other members. Um, when you become involved in SBE as a volunteer, uh, we, we've, we've got 250 staff around the world, but we have 5,000 or so volunteers around the world who also do work to make SBE successful. So that's very different than the trade association where it's mostly the work is done by staff, everything's directed by, you know, by the companies who are the members. Um, and, and there are a lot of times when we can work together, but we have different, different approaches and, and different objectives and different goals for, for what we're trying to achieve. Right, right. Yeah, I would say that um, the society is really focused on technological point of view whereas uh, professional, did I say that right? Professional societies right. are technical point of view and then trade associations are more policy point of view and it can have worldwide uh, impact as well as technologies having growth. So there's some things that are in common, but things that are very, very different. And uh, also um, SPE is aligned with other societies, professional societies. Sure, and we work a lot with AAPG, uh, SEG, uh, EAGE in Europe. And IADC, we work, we work with, we have partnerships um, with just about every other association, whether trade association or professional society related to the petroleum industry around the world. We have local partnerships with um, groups in Australia, in Indonesia, uh, in the Middle East. Um, and, but those, those are all driven by fulfilling SBE's mission. Um, and those are driven by the desire to, to share technology globally. Yeah, yeah. And so not everybody's in oil and gas who listens to the show, and that's part of the education. So AAPG, American Association of Petroleum Geologists, uh, did you say SEG? SEG. Society of Exploration Geophysics. Who else did you say? European Association of Geoscientists and Engineers, oh, EAG. Okay. okay, great, great. Yeah, no, this is uh, always exciting um, when we come to various um, uh, meetings or conferences that the joint this partnership of the different disciplines puts together, because I always end up learning a little bit more about geology or uh, geophysics, um, things that I, that's not my area, right? I'm a petroleum engineer, boots in the field, and then Washington, D.C. research, so the, or Department of Energy research. So, so the uh, perspective that's integrated, because it takes everything, I mean, no one's an expert in everything. Upstream is about different disciplines coming together for this common goal of providing energy for, um, for the world. Uh, oil and gas. And so um, these conferences, and I'm so delighted to see the partnerships um, that have developed over the course of years, uh, the course of time that I've been a petroleum engineer and a member of Society of Petroleum Engineers. So I'm real excited about that. So you are retiring. Uh, yeah, I have two more months uh, as the CEO of SPE, and then we have a new CEO, Simon Seaton, who's coming in. Um, he was selected after a very thorough process uh, by a search committee and approval by the board. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to handing the, uh, the keys off to Simon, and I'm, I'm sure he'll do a great job. Um, but I, I am looking forward. I've, I was most, uh, you know, I run into people I've known for years here at OTC, and I spend a lot of time talking. People keep asking me what my plans are, and my plans are not to have plans for a while. There you go. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's been, I've had a, a great career in this industry. Uh, I started as an engineer. I worked in technical standards. I worked in government relations, and I, I've now been running SPE for, for a long period of time. Um, I've thoroughly, it's, my career has not been anything like what I anticipated when I graduated from Texas A&M with a petroleum engineering degree, but I've enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed every aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I retired, obviously I did, it didn't take, and so I started a small company, but it was because I missed things, certain things. Hmm. Which, what will you miss about um, you know, being the leader of one of the most influential oil and gas professional societies in the world? Well, look, I'll, I'll clearly miss many aspects of my role at SBE. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm a career energy industry or oil and gas industry person. Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll still try to keep up with what's going on in oil and gas and the energy industry. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's hard for me to know what I'll miss in, until I've been down the road a few more months. Yeah, I um, guess you're I'm, still really busy, huh? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, it's still a sprint probably until the end of June when I retire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I missed um, working with really smart people. Yep. Uh, and you'll probably miss that as well. Okay. Um, and then just uh, the brain candy that comes with all of the new uh, research and insights and, you know, the things that the authors present here at the technical sessions. And then meeting with all the business leaders in the oil and gas sector. I mean, all the things that make the society great is what you're going to miss the most, I guarantee it. Sounds guarantee good. It. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, you know, some of the people who listen to um, our show are, of course, subject matter experts, um, but there's also also part of the audience are people who are just sort of drop in a little bit for some oil and gas. They're not subject matter experts. Maybe they want to learn a little bit about uh, oil and gas. My daughter listens. She's an astronautics engineer. She's, you know, about space and flight. Um, not about looking down till they look up. So what would you say to people outside of the oil and gas sector, you know, being the, you know, the CEO of Society of Petroleum Engineers about oil and gas and the technological sophistication of the industry? That's what I always share. This is not your, this is not your father's oil and gas, but we don't have gushers. We have, uh, you know, we have very careful attentiveness to the uh, environmental sustainability of oil and gas exploration projects. Yeah, you know, the thing I would say is, look, we all know the problems we're dealing with um, with regards to um, uh, climate change. Uh, we all know um, what the goals are with, re with regards to reducing CO2 emissions. For our industry, reducing methane emissions as well. Um, we, we have to, w the energy systems in, on this, in this world have to change. We all know that. Um, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of the solutions are going to come from uh, industries like the oil and gas industry. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I find that when I talk to, to my neighbors about things like climate change, there's assumptions that, that, well, all we have to do is, is just to stop using oil and gas and just, you know, just all drive Teslas. Um, and that. what they don't realize is how incredibly complex global energy systems are and how much time it's going to take to change systems and um, and you know they don't understand some of the challenges in doing that I actually 
Uh, you talked about your daughter. Uh, I have a, a daughter who's an engineer working for a company um, that is trying to produce electric airplane motors. And she's working on the battery systems for electric airplane motors. And she's, you know, she'll be the first to admit it's going to be years before they can produce anything that's really commercial. Um, it, it, it's going to take an incredible amount of investment, and it's going to take uh, an incredible amount of time, actually, to kind of change energy systems. And so we have to work on every industry and you know, every part of the energy industry and improve how we do things. Um, and oil and gas is going to be around for a while, but the oil and gas industry five years, 10 years, or 15 years from now is, is really going to look very different than it is today. Yeah, I often say that the energy companies of the future are the energy companies of today. It's a very unique perspective, global perspective, and an understanding of all of the moving parts that it takes to really allow people to have the lifestyles that they have. I mean, it's, it's very sad for people who don't have the energy uh, to be able to read in the evening time, to do homework, to work on computers. I mean, this is really the, the notion of energy poverty that yep. I feel strongly about. So um, even some of the energy systems that are not oil and gas are dependent on oil and gas for mm. feedstock as well as for fuel in order to develop this. So it is, it is very much energy and, uh, and, and it's very important to us. Well, we're winding down here, so do you have anything else that you would like to share? I mean, we're certainly going to miss you as being part of the, the leader of a Society of Petroleum Engineers. I know you have a board of directors, and I know that everyone who works to help you do what you do, um, or did, uh, is volunteers. And so I know you have appreciation for all the volunteers, and you mentioned them um, early on. And I know that SPE put out a recent um, call for volunteers on all levels, on many kinds of things. Do you want to talk about any of those? Uh, uh, that's what you'll do, is you'll come back and you'll be a volunteer. I, I probably will volunteer a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I'm just really thankful and, and grateful for having had the opportunity to lead SBE for the past 21 plus years. Um, I've worked with, I mean, uh, we have incredible staff. Um, it's, it's the SBE staff who actually organize OTC. They just do an amazing job, um, and they organize events all over the world and, and have great publications. Um, and I, I'm grateful for the volunteers. I'm, I've really enjoyed being a part of this. Um, you know, I have a leadership role, but I'm, I am just one, one piece in a, in a very complex, large puzzle, and, I, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I will miss um, the day-to-day -day camaraderie of, of working at SBE. Um, uh, but I am looking forward to, to the next phase of my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You certainly uh, deserve it. You certainly well, thank earned you. it. Um, I remember when we met, we both had dark hair. <laughs> so yeah. things change. I, I had a very thick head of dark hair, and now it's all, almost all white, and there's very little on the very top of my head. And, I am not going to describe my hair, yeah. <laughs> except that it's not as dark as it used to be. Oh, Mark, it's very nice talking with you. Thanks for joining us today. Sure. Mark Rubin, Chief Executive Officer of the Society of Petroleum Engineers, in place until June when our new leader takes over. Mark, it's great been having you on the show. Yeah, well, thank you, Elena. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please join us uh, next time we'll, and give us a review of what you'd like to hear more about in the future podcast. This is Elena Melker, your host for Oil & Gas Upstream. 
Join us again next week on the Oil & Gas Upstream Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.